his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Everybody's thinking about shopping today, but I have been waiting with bated breath now for days and certainly this morning as we are hearing that 13 hostages, uh, Israeli hostages from Gaza are being released. I've been watching CNN and multiple news sources all day, all morning, excuse me, and we heard Yes, they have made it through the Rafah crossing, and now they're in Egypt. Then they walked that back and said, no, uh, the White House is monitoring them. They have not made it. There is conflicting information. But what we do know is that the initial group of 13 hostages from Gaza is supposed to be released today. And we're also hearing separately that 12 Thai nationals that were held by Hamas for the last 47 days are also supposed to be released. Uh, to get the very latest, joining us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline is Robert Berger. Robert Berger is our CBS correspondent in Jerusalem. He is joining us now live from Jerusalem. Robert, thanks for taking the time for us today. Sure. Good morning. Robert, what is the very latest? Have those 13 been released into Egypt to the Red Cross? Yes, they've been released, and in fact, according to Israeli television, they have now been, uh, they've crossed the border into Egypt, which means they're out of Gaza. So that's a very important development, and they will be taken then to an Israeli army base, and from there to various hospitals for evaluation and reunification with their families. Do we know how they were selected and exactly who they are? Well, they are women and children. Uh, This is of a list of 50, actually, that are supposed to be released over the next four Mm -hmm. days during a ceasefire. Uh, uh, Hamas apparently chose the ones, with uh, perhaps with negotiations uh, also with Israel and Qatar, which has been the main mediator, as well as the Egyptians. Uh, And again, this is the first phase. And also, once these hostages are... Uh, safely back in Israel and identified, then Israel will release 39 Palestinian prisoners, which uh, would include 24 women and uh, 14 teenagers. So talk to me about those, because I don't think our listeners understand uh, how it is that teenagers came to be held in Israeli prisons and women as well. Who are these people? Well, they've been involved in various uh, security offenses, not uh, not uh, hardcore terrorism. None of them have been convicted of murder, but some uh, some uh, maybe um, were involved in attacks on Israeli soldiers at t- checkpoints, stone throwing, and Molotov cocktails, that kind of thing. 
But they haven't been accused of murder only because it wasn't successful. It's my understanding many of these women right. and teenagers stabbed murder. people. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And there will be, um, um, over the next few days, 150 released, some of whom did mm-hmm. uh, attempt murder. Uh, but, uh, yes. you know, that's the price. Uh, the Israelis aren't happy about it, but that's... Uh, by Israeli terms, the the proportion of one Israeli for three Palestinians is actually considered pretty good. Uh, back in 2011, the Israelis traded um, one soldier, Gilad. one yeah. one mm-hmm. soldier, yes, Gilad Shalit, in exchange for 1,027 Palestinian prisoners. Yes, so uh, obviously the Israelis are really value life, and they're willing to exchange three to four uh, attempted murderers to get one innocent hostage back. I, I understand, um, Robert. Tell me about these twelve Thai nationals, because that was also somewhat breaking news. Is Hamas just releasing Thai nationals because they feel like it? Do they have a separate, uh, you know, uh, connection to the Thai in a different agreement? Well, yes, they they are also due to be released, um, and they are they're agricultural workers um, who were also taken captive, and apparently this deal, much to the chagrin of Israel and the United States, may have been partially brokered by Iran uh, to get the those twelve ties out, and there are another, there are more Thai workers as well as some other. Um, Asian nationals uh, that work in Israel that were that were taken uh, and will probably be released. Are other governments working on their own behalf and not through the Israeli government to get their nationals released? Like, well, for example, are there any Americans maybe, that are coming home? May, well, the Americans, of course, have been involved in this negotiation all the way. And regarding that, uh, no Americans, as far as we know, released today. There are three Americans, including a girl at just Abigail, who just turned four today, who we uh, expect and hope will be released along with two American women over the next four-day ceasefire period. Okay, so the Americans are working through the Israelis, right, to get them released. We don't know about separate talks that the Americans are working through, through Iran or, or Qatar. No, 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 I don't. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the, the, main, the main interlocutors here were, of course, Israel and Hamas, Qatar, the chief mm-hmm. negotiator, also the Egyptians, and, of course, the United States. The thing that I mentioned about the ties, I, it's according to reporting I've heard that, that Iran was somehow involved in convincing Hamas to let them go. Hmm. And are the Thai, do you know if they're also coming through the Rafah crossing? Do they meet with the Red Cross? The, the same process as the Israelis? I don't have any information about the Thai workers at this point. Mm-hmm. No, totally understand. Uh, I've been looking at social media all morning, and I am seeing preparations for the hostages coming home. You know, very soft, welcoming spaces for the kids, stuffed animals, toys. Do you have any information on what the Israeli hostages will be coming into when they cross the Rafa crossing and are released to the Red Cross? They will be, yeah, they'll be greeted by Israeli soldiers um, who are, but really who won't tell them a whole lot other than, look, you're safe, you're back in Israel now, we're going to take you to meet you know, your families now. You know, sometimes uh, their mothers or fathers uh, or relatives may have been killed, and of course uh, the soldiers won't go into that, but 
then they're going to go to hospitals and see, first of all, physically, how are they doing and whatever treatment they might need. And, of course, uh, psychologically, that's, uh, they're going to get the care, some, the kind of care that they, they need. Do we know when they will be um, reunited with their families? That's supposed to happen today uh, at the hospitals when they're taken there. Um, so, um, and, and again, you know, we're supposed to see this kind of release over the next four days, another 12 or 13 Israelis tomorrow and another um, 40 or so Palestinian prisoners. Mm-hmm. Then also, um, by the way, um, this could be extended um, beyond the four-day ceasefire if the Palestinians, if Hamas agrees to release 10 more hostages, they would earn another day of ceasefire. Uh, We're speaking with correspondent, CBS correspondent Robert Berger on the ground in Jerusalem covering the Israel-Hamas war. Robert, can you share with us what are the ramifications of this pause or limited ceasefire uh, for both sides? You know, how will this affect uh, the Hamas terrorists and also how will this affect the IDF? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I think uh, the, Isra- they, they, the Israelis don't like this from a military point of view, although the military mm-hmm. says it, it can handle it. Right now, the military had the upper hand going after Hamas in northern Gaza and basically killing its fighters and destroying its strongholds. So when you have the momentum in a war, you don't really like the idea of stopping. But uh, there was really no choice to get uh, to do this uh, than to get the hostages, start getting the hostages back. And I think there is there is definitely benefits for Hamas. I mean, they've been hiding out for now 50 days in these tunnels underground. They can resupply. Uh, I mm-hmm. think we haven't mentioned that hundreds of trucks, uh, dozens of trucks, as we speak, are going in to Gaza with all kinds of uh, food, water, uh, fuel, and that kind of thing. So Hamas can resupply and regroup, and uh, that will probably help them when the military conflict resumes, which we expect would happen uh, in a week or so. Now, that aid, those aid trucks, hundreds of aid trucks, thank you for bringing that up. They're supposed, uh, it's my understanding, they're supposed to be humanitarian aid. Uh, is the Red Cross going in with them to make sure they don't go to terrorists, or are the terrorists intermixed among, among pal- uh, excuse me, among civilians, and they can't really ensure that it doesn't go to Hamas? I think they can ensure, even though it's supposed to be it's supposed to be the UN and uh, mm-hmm. it's supposed to go to hospitals, and of course, you've got all these displaced Palestinians. But I think it would be mm-hmm. impossible. You've got um, all these Palestinians that are displaced that have moved to the, to southern Gaza, and there's going to be a rush to get this food. I'm watching these trucks, uh, by the way, going right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's dark here. It's uh, 5:15 p.m. Yes. Um, Local time. It's already dark, uh, but the, I think it's going to be very hard to prevent Hamas from getting uh, a hold of some of this aid, which doesn't make the Israelis happy. But, you know, in this kind of a deal, uh, the government failed. Uh, they, they allow, they, they, this catastrophe, catastrophic terrorist attack happened, and now they have to pay the price to get these hostages back. Mm hmm. Um, what is it like for you, Robert? How long have you been in Jerusalem, and what is it like on the ground for you? 
Well, I've been here, uh, you know, I've been here for many years uh, covering uh, this story. Uh, one of the worst stories uh, that I can, if, if, if not the worst uh, ever. Uh, here in Jerusalem, um, it's really been out of the line of fire since the early days of the war, so mm-hmm. life is sort of returning to normal. I mean, um, Except uh, every the, the atmosphere here and everywhere else in Israel is, of course, very somber. Twelve hundred people were killed in that terrorist attack. So everybody knows someone who was either killed or who has uh, who maybe has um, reservists or soldiers or kids in the army and that kind of thing. Because it's, of course, a very small country. Hmm. Uh, do you feel safe every day, living, staying in Jerusalem, and reporting? Uh, you know, I feel I feel I feel pretty safe, uh, but I, I would say overall, um, this because of this t- attack happened, people were a- attacked and killed in their homes. Now, this of course is on the border with uh, with Gaza, but still, I think Israeli's sense of security uh, among uh, all over the country has been shaken up. There's also been you know a war going on uh, not a war exactly but skirmishes going on in northern israel as well where people have been mm-hmm. forced to leave their homes because hezbollah has been shooting across the border so uh mm-hmm. security situation is pretty bad i would say uh, is hezbollah not part of this pause like did gaza agree to stop shooting rockets into israel because we know there's been a continuation of rockets uh, from gaza during this whole experience did hezbollah and gaza both agree or hamas both agree to stop shooting their rockets well uh informally yeah uh they did say that they would join the ceasefire and actually there hasn't been any shooting up on the northern border for the first time in a, in about 50 days as well so they seem uh to be going along with the pause, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, let's. The, uh, this is supposed to be a temporary pause, and it's widely assumed that at some point uh, the war is going to restart because not all the hostages mm-hmm. will be released. Two hundred and thirty-seven, two hundred thirty-six hostages before this release were being held in Gaza. Yes, uh, Robert. Well, we have time for uh, one more question, but I just want you to have time to. What did I not ask you, or what do you think Americans need to know about this war that we might not know? Well, Israel's stated aim is to destroy Hamas. So, and also, it's widely assumed that the 236, now it's less, but it, most of those hostages are not going to be freed. Um, and therefore, it's going to be the the defense minister and the prime minister, they're all saying that this is going to be a long war that could take months. So this is an important stage, a breakthrough. Uh, but uh, the conflict, you know, looks like it's going to go on for, for quite a while. Correspondent Robert Berger from CBS in Jerusalem. Thank you so much for sharing your insights, and uh, we will be in touch. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you, Robert.
yes, there are people. I have friends that are in Israel. I know kids that are studying there. Uh, I have uh, people that plan to study there, and they are still going forward with their trips. I have many friends that have gone there to help with the humanitarian efforts um, and just visit. And that is happening, by the way. I know uh, our listeners might think, oh, my goodness, I would never go there. But there are plenty of Minnesotans, of uh, you know, just regular people like you and me that are going to visit family, um, show support, and, and help out. Uh, that is so there is some, a very small semblance of normalcy in Israel as people are mourning and wanting to get their family members, and they're all considered family members, those hostages home. Uh, we'll keep you posted on what's going on as things evolve, as we hear more, of course, throughout the show. That is the breaking news today. But, you know, we also want to talk about Black Friday and things that are happening here. That's up next on CCO. I, I am so affected, you know, by this story of the hostages that I just I can't imagine having a, a four year old released from custody. And I don't know how the Israeli Ministry of Welfare is doing it, but they do. They're releasing ha- or, or they're releasing information on instructions on how to outline care for the released child hostages. Like, for example, you know, the IDF has been advised on how to introduce themselves to the children who've been held hostage in Gaza for nearly seven weeks, how to interact with them before they're admitted to the hospitals, because, you know, they have to go to IDF soldiers and then, you know, through the Rafa crossing and then back to Israel to the hospital. You know, if children ask, where's my mom? Where's my daddy? The soldiers are not supposed to answer those questions, even if they know the answer. And unfortunately, for many of these kids, the answer will be that they're dead. Um, any questions they're, they're, right, they're saying should be answered along, sweetheart, I'm sorry, I don't know. My job is to just bring you to Israel to a safe place where people you know will be waiting for you and will answer all your questions. Uh, I imagine that could be comforting, right? I just, again, this is something we haven't seen in our lifetime where, you know, babies, toddlers have been taken hostage and now are being released to maybe a family, you know, extended family that has been slaughtered. Just my thoughts are with them today because we can't imagine that. We celebrated our thanks yesterday and even Americans, there are 10 Americans, by the way, that are not being released today that are still in custody that did not get to spend Thanksgiving with their families. And I... It's all devastating. It just is. Uh, when we go, when we get back, we're going to change up the energy because I went long with that interview. So we're going to change up the energy. Uh, last year, we started the holiday showdown, which meant you get to weigh in on things that you prefer. For example, like last year, we had fake tree or real tree. And my goodness, David, was that a debate? Oh, people were fired up. Should they have a fake tree? Should they have a real tree? Well, when we return, we will reveal what today's holiday showdown question is. I promise nothing too hard hitting, but of course, I want your opinion. That's next on CCL. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that's a fun open. My goodness. It's our holiday showdown. What we like versus what you like. Or we give you some options and you tell us what's better. Today, in honor of Black Friday and our shopping obsession as Americans, we want to know what you prefer. Online or boots on the ground in-person shopping. We're hearing in our news coverage that not as many people are out and about. I, I believe one reporter even said, while Black Friday used to be a big deal, it is less so in these years. Is it because we're becoming less obsessed with consumerism? I'm going to go with a hard pass on that. No. Uh, but maybe it's because people have given up and they don't want the lines and they want to shop online. 651-461-9226, 651-461-WCCO. Uh, we want to know, what do you prefer, online or in person? I'm an in-person kind of girl. I like to go to the store. I like to pick things out. I like to touch the fabrics. I like to shop. Uh, when I have to buy for numerous people, like I, I like to shop in person for my kids. But by the way, they don't like that. They like to send me links to the things they want. And then they want me to order those things. I think it's... I think, of course, I want to get people things that they want, but this shouldn't be so transactional. It should be, oh, I saw something that really reminds me of you, or I think you would look great in this color, or, you know, I think there's an art to gift giving where something that makes you think of a person instead of just, I really want these new headphones. Um, but again, it can be both because I do get them what they want, but I also like the idea that Somebody said, wow, this, this bracelet really reminded me of you, and I thought it would look good on you. I think that's nice. Um, or I notice you don't have any coasters in your house. Here's a couple of coasters. That's what I'm getting a friend. That's why I say that, because she mentioned she needs coasters. Um, and I listen to that, and I am getting her a gift. So me, I like to shop in person. Doesn't mean I don't shop online, but I prefer in person. David, what uh, David? First of all, do you do the shopping? Is that up to Katrina? And how do you shop? Um, yes, yeah, so we're talking about shopping for Christmas gifts, obviously here. Yes, and yes. Uh, my wife is a better gift giver than I am, which is fine. Uh, so for like the, you know, for like getting something for grandparents or parents or whatever that's from both of us, she will do most of that. Um, but I certainly do my own. I'll get some stuff for her and kids and a few other people. Right. And okay. here's the deal. Um, I don't do a lot of online shopping. 
The only online shopping I will do is for something that I know exactly what I want ahead of time, which to me isn't very many things. Even with groceries, like I want to go, like, do I want apples? Well, I don't know if I want apples. I want to see what the pears look like and what the apples look like and what Mm -hmm. the peaches look like and what price they are. And I want to pick which one like looks the best and is a good price or whatever. So I enjoy the experience of, of being at a store, whether it's shopping for groceries or shopping for somebody else. So I want to be there. I want to touch it. I want to feel it. I want to see the price tag. If it's, you know, I don't know, if it's toilet paper and you buy the same toilet paper every single time, then like, sure, you can go buy that online if you want to make things Mm -hmm. easier. But Mm -hmm. no, I like to buy in person. And I also, I mean, okay, so our holiday showdown Mm -hmm. question is just online versus in person. So my vote would be in person. I also think you went back to this. Kids sending you a link to the Amazon thing, and then you just yeah, click through and purchase. It's like you can do your holiday shopping in 30 seconds on Amazon. And to me, that is, I think that takes away from the spirit of it because I think, I agree. I think mm-hmm. if you really want something, and it's like if I really want a product because I'm going to go skiing this year and I need these new boots for skiing, and I'm going to get the, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to buy that. I'm going to do my own research. I'm going to figure out what I want. I'm going to mm-hmm. go buy it. But if you're going to give me a, a gift, it should be something mm-hmm. thoughtful that's almost like a cross-section of who we are as two people or something like that. Maybe that's a little too that. pie in the sky, but mm-hmm. I think it should be thoughtful. And I don't think it needs to be, you know, $50, $100, $200. Like it can just be like a nice little token of our friendship that yes. you give me. And that's great. I, I don't need you to buy me a giant item like I can do that on my own. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that. I think that we get caught up in that. Well, I really want these headphones, so I'll save it for a Christmas or Hanukkah gift. You know, I don't want to buy you $200 headphones that I blow my whole budget on, and it's one gift. I'd rather buy you a couple of different things yeah. that are maybe smaller or what I think are more personal. I mean, I guess, but, right, should we get people things that they want? Yes. I I don't know. It's a, it's a hard... I mean, yes, we should, but it sort of takes the fun out of gift giving then and maybe gift getting there have been Hanukkahs in the past where the kids knew every even though I got them and wrapped them up they knew what they were getting and it just maybe because they're older and they're teenagers now so they it's it's not as fun as it used to be when they were kids I also think if you're buying you know big ticket items and it's you know you're just buying them off the list it becomes this thing that's got to be even too you're like well if I want to buy them something worth $200, then I got to make that the dollar amount for everybody because they're going to know mm-hmm. that mine was only 50 and Johnny's was 200 and now we got conflict. And I, I don't like that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Some of your texters at 651-619-226. Some of the texters say this. Uh, it's boots on the ground in two ways. Boots on the ground this week for getting important gifts. And then the last week of Christmas shopping, boots on the ground getting stocking stuffers. Uh, and we can watch as everyone gets stressed out. <laughs> That's from Mark in Minnetonka. Well, Mark, good for you for planning ahead and um, having a plan for it. But I agree. I like the physicality of shopping. It's special, right? You don't often... I mean, you, you buy birthday gifts and what have you, but... Oh, Christmas shopping and, yes, even Hanukkah shopping because we have to compete with the commercialism. I don't know. There's something fun about thinking about all the people you want to get things for and purchasing them. Uh, This texture says, Hubby was at Menards by 6 a.m. Wow. Me, not so much. Happy to ship from my warm home, but he loves the excitement. 
And that's it. Like, thanks. I don't judge people on Black Friday if they go out Thursday after the meal or if they go out early morning because you know what? I've often heard that it's a bonding experience. I've heard from moms and daughters, and I know that's sexist, but saying that they go out with their family, uh, often the girls together, and it's fun. You know, they look for deals or they, they, you know, are clipping from the newspaper or checking out online what's going to be, and they go and they score a deal and they do it together. And if that's bonding, fantastic. I would never judge that. And that's more of an experience than it is consumerism, like rampant consumerism for no reason. So I'm all for that. If hubby loves the excitement at Menards, bring it. I hope he saved big money. Uh, let's When's the last time you were in a Menards, Jordana? I, I have been to Menards. I, that's not the it's question I asked. While. When's the last time? No. Okay. Um, it's probably been a few years. Okay. It's it's probably been a few years, maybe for some spray paint <laughs> at Menards. Yeah. Uh, well, in my defense, I don't get out much. But, okay, here's one more text before we hit the break. Uh, Jor, I like to touch and feel and compare styles and price tags, etc. Today I purchased two toilets after comparing the variety. <laughs> Maybe that was the hubby from Menards. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they had a door, door buster deal on toilets at <clears throat> Menards. You had to go get a couple. <laughs> and you know what? If that's what's on sale on Black yep. Friday and that's what you want, go nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, these Black Friday deals don't have to be presents for other people. They could be your new washing machine or your new appliance. Uh, by the way, this is our holiday showdown. It's uh, back from popular demand mm. after last year. And uh, mm-hmm. we also have a Twitter poll that goes along with this. So you can head on to uh, Twitter and um, vote. Or X. X. I'm sorry. It's a, thank if, you. If I just thank say you. an X poll, that just sounds weird. What does that mean? So Did you tag me? Because I'll retweet I it. I sure did tag like you, you in that. Me. I just did it okay, while we were doing uh-huh. this. But uh, we'll do these oh, okay. daily leading up to uh, Christmas or New Year's. Maybe we go all the way to New Year's. We'll see. And, of course, today we're asking online versus in-person shopping. So share your stories, 651-461-9226. Share your preference for our poll. Check it out on X. And then I just learned the craziest thing during the break about David. Stay tuned to find out what it was next. So David and I are chatting. Sorry about the dog. I know. Uh during the break. Oh, please. That was Frankie. That oh, was not Frankie. Nala. Nala doesn't bark. Oh, that's yeah. right. I'm watching my ex-husband's dog because Oof. I'm a very good ex-wife. Oh, we need to talk about that well, he, for a while, I think. I know, right? He's <laughs> No, we're going to talk about you. Don't try to oh. deflect your lunacy. What am I? I don't even so know David, what we're talking about. Okay. Our, okay. Well, you will. So David says to me during the last break, as I was reading, no, Paul was doing the weather and I said, I have a, a current of 18 and, and that's cold. 18 is cold. I uh, walked around the lake with the dogs and my husband yesterday after the show, pre-meal, and I wore um, a ski, a ski like a, a gator, mm-hmm. you know, a ski yep. um, mask. Ca- uh, thank you. I'm losing my mind. Ski mask. Yep. I wore like a bank robber, my yep. ski. Yep. There you go. I wore my uh, ski jacket uh-huh. and I wore ski pants. I did. I wore my ski pants and sneakers, and then we walked around the lake, and, and I was comfortable. You know, my hands were a little cold. I was wearing gloves, of course, and all, you know, I was bundled to the hilt, <clears throat> but I was comfortable enough to walk around the lake. So David says to me today, Jor, I biked into work today. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't even know if I'm going to leave the house today, because honestly, 18 is just too cold for me. Are you insane? And, and what did you have to wear to bike in from Brooklyn Park. I, you are, yeah, I'm not insane. And I, okay, so here's the deal. 
I enjoy being outside. I enjoy biking and doing other outdoor <clears throat> activities. But if I'm going to, I mean, I like to bike into work occasionally. But if it is summer and it is, you know, 76 degrees already at 6 o'clock in the morning, I cannot bike into work because I would show up just dripping sweat with no way to right. shower. Okay, and, that's and change. fair. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not an option in the summertime. But in the fall or winter, and especially in the fall before mm. it snows, is the perfect time to bike into work because uh, I don't get sweaty. Here's what I wore. I wore a sweatshirt and like a windbreaker jacket and then mm-hmm. just like normal pants and I had gloves on and I did have a mask over my face. And under the helmet over my face, I had a mask. And it was perfect. I actually biked in a few weeks ago and I overdressed and ended up getting too sweaty. But today it was perfect because I got a little chilly. Like 20 minutes in, I was starting to get chilly. And then by about half an hour in, which is, you know, I'm, you know, more than halfway through my ride at that point, I'm starting to warm up. And I actually love that feeling. It's part of the reason I love cross country skiing is because you get a little chilly, but then you're working hard and your body's creating heat and you start to feel that heat mm-hmm. like radiating throughout your body. And you breathe mm-hmm. it in crisp, cold air, and you're plenty warm, and you're cruising through the city, especially a day like today when there's hardly any traffic. It was a very, very pleasant bike ride in this morning. Way uh, better than if you bike when it's 80 degrees and you're just sweating all over the place. I love an 80-degree bike ride. Um, again, I'm just a, I, I'm often chilly. Uh, I think that is crazy. I guess it's better than biking in when there's snow and ice on the ground. I think that's yeah. even crazier. Yes. And I, you're a public hazard if well, you're doing that and with your y- fat tires. Uh, well, no, I was just going to say, I think you're a public hazard if you don't have the fat. If you've got the fat tires or studded tires or something, then you're fine. But no, I don't have any of that stuff, and I would not bike in if it was snowy or rainy or icy. That's too dangerous. Okay. Uh, again, still think, because I even said to Mark, I'm like, I don't think, we need the walk, but I said, I don't know. That it's going to be 29 and sunny today. Like, it's a beautiful right. early winter day. <clears throat> yeah, and it was 29 yesterday, so I might just do the bundle. Because I ski in, in, or, you know, snowboard and weather that's yeah. sort of like that. Although in Vail, it's nicer. In, in Colorado, it's a little warmer. But at the top of the mountain, it's cold. Yes, very cold. So, okay, so may- maybe I will, but I- the fact that you biked in today. Do you want to know the real likes. reason I biked in, though? Um, because you were drunk from last night, so you couldn't drive? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got so drunk at my mother's house last night at <laughs> 3 o'clock dinner. Um, no, because my we're heading out of town. We're heading to see family in Kansas after the show today. So okay. Katrina's going to come pick me up, and we're going to hit the road right away because we've got to drive 10 hours today. So that was my way of getting in. I'll leave the bike here at my office at WCCO, and we'll hop in the car at noon and drive south. Ah, so it's a see, good, I love that about you. Don't solution. waste one minute. No. You don't waste one minute. Yeah. The minute the show is over, <laughs> yes. David like throws his headphones uh, down, strips off anything, and then yep. gets in the car and he is on vacation. I love that. Katrina even How long said. For? Katrina even yeah. said, "Oh, it'd be kind of a little easier if you just came home for some like." I just can't do it. I can't leave downtown and drive 10 miles north to pick people up Mm -hmm. and then drive 600 miles. Like, it's just, I can't do it. We're leaving right after the show. See, that's your Christian male travel disease, by the way, (laughs) kicking in. That is you controlling the trip. You don't even have to be at the airport. I know, but it means means we'll get in at 945 instead of 1045 tonight, which is good news. We'll all get some good sleep. That is a big difference. That is a big difference. Okay. And you got your workout in for the day, so you are done. Well, that's, that's the other thing, yeah. You're not still right. crazy. 
Yeah. Uh, back to our, we were doing our holiday showdown. Yes. I'll sprinkle your texts and your calls throughout the show. What do you prefer, online or in-person shopping? Who is going to win that? You can vote on X, which used to be Twitter, uh, at my account, at Jordana WCCO, or at the WCCO radio account. But this texture said, back when we uh, could work before we drove, my dad would take me to the bank to cash my check. So I could do my Christmas shopping. And to uh. this day, I still feel the excitement of those first shopping days mm. by myself. I love that story. Fantastic. And I totally get that. Uh, David's got quick takes. What do you got coming up? Well, the cats at Como Zoo are uh, uh, trying to get a big upgrade in their uh, housing. Also, Dolly Parton is turning heads after her performance yesterday. Yes. Turning heads and maybe other things. We'll talk about that next. (laughs) Here's the news. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.